Say play 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage, bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say. Wednesday. Today on a radio show, there will be no John Martin. Yep, yep. Normally on a Wednesday, uh, right around 9, you know, 35 or so. Sometimes with John, I got to filibuster a little bit before he arrives because he can lollygag. He's sick. Do you notice things are going around? It feels like stuff's going around. Yeah, Mark was sick maybe a couple of weeks ago. I just always assume it's guys you with assume, kids. Oh, it's guys with kids. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're right. You're yes. right. They both have children. Yes. And I assume that it's going around. And do you, do you assume, by the way, that it's just COVID that we don't test for? Like, there was someone recently who I knew. Oh, I won't say who it is because they may not want who Who had COVID and didn't. Well, maybe it was Mark. It was Mark. Mark no, Mark, Mark admitted. Yeah, Mark, Mark said admitted, it. No, yeah, Mark didn't want. That's what I'm saying. It, Mark, he wasn't going to test for COVID, but then he had to go in and test for other stuff, and they found out he had COVID. Like it's strep too, right? He went to yeah. He went to like a hospital. They yeah. Okay, because they do it because he got a test, and so yeah, he's got yeah yeah. COVID's out there. Whatever, duck. Whatever you're doing, serpentine, mm-hmm. serpentine, move elusively. Uh, through the through the molecules mm-hmm. and see six what feet you, away. Yeah, see what you can do uh, there today. So anyway, uh, no John Martin. So what we're going to do today is in celebration of the Grizz getting their thirty third home win. We're going to have a heavy Grizz show. It does seem like from now until when, Jeffrey? When is the Grizz season going to end? I mean, Tell me. Hopefully, the end of June. From now until the end of June. Mm-hmm. And my God. It's March 29th. Correct. You really, when will the finals end? Usually it's, you know, sometimes around like that last week of June. We got three months now of Grizzlies talk. Three months where the Grizzlies are the clear focus, right? We have, we'll have the Masters, and that's fun, right? That's nice. And we have opening day later so, on this So week, they're showing tomorrow. right now the finals will begin June 1, and then. Uh, okay, so mid. Yeah, so mid-June. mid Mid-June. 
But is there anything else? NFL draft? Correct. What, what do we got? We got the Masters. We got the NFL draft. Opening day tomorrow. We got opening day tomorrow. Uh, anything else? Am I missing anything? Well, WrestleMania, obviously. Um, I mean, of course, who could forget? <laughs> Showcase of, of the Immortals. Yeah. Showcase of the Immortals. Uh, right. Kentucky Derby. Derby. We got the Derby, I guess. That's nice. Derby's nice. And we have the Final Four this weekend, obviously. I and honestly, Monday. the thing that I will, well, yes. The thing that I will enjoy the most, the NFL draft. Even though the yep. Bills pick wherever, 20-something, 26, 25, 27. They're, they're way down. They're way down there. Although the numbers are weird this year. Because the Dolphins have a pick. Right. But they don't have a pick. And so the Dolphins, what are they supposed to be picking? 22, 21, something in there. And and, and, and what it does is it says Dolphins, 21, no pick. Right. And so – and then they're calling pick 22, pick 22, even though the Dolphins had pick. I'm making the number up. It's, it's tw- uh, So they should have pick 21. Look at that. And the selection forfeited. Nailed, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. So Dolphins had pick 21. And is pick, let me ask you this, Jeffrey. Is pick 22 this year owned by who? Who is pick 22? Chargers have the next pick. Is pick 22 actually pick 22 or is it pick 21? It is pick 21, Jeff. I think it's pick twenty one. Mm-hmm. Listen, if if later on, if you're the if you're the the lucky f- fellow who is picked twenty two, and later on, years hence, your little granddaughter walks up to you and says, "Granddaddy, what number were you picked in the what where, what number were you picked in the NFL draft? Are you going to look into your little granddaughter's eyes and say twenty two? Are you going to say twenty one? I was the twenty first per, person selected. Is that what selected. you would say? Yes, absolutely. But you are—you were clearly the twenty first player collected, but you are picked number twenty two. Are you? I, I don't know. If there's only been twenty people selected you know before I, the you, way are I the twenty first pick? Is that pick twenty two has been flexed to pick twenty one? Mm. Was it a, <laughs> was it Thursday night flex or was it a Sunday pick night flex? Twenty two has been flexed mm-hmm. to pick twenty one, and I bring that up, of course. Because, and this is freaking appalling. The NFL, this is not final, right? The and we're going to get to the Grizzlies here in a yeah. minute. The NFL is going to, is contemplating flexing games not from one to four. Correct. Or noon to noon, noon to three. Right. I'm sorry, I'm on Eastern time. That's I still fine. live in Eastern time. Or or from not from seven, noon to three. From sun, Sunday night football They're to thinking of flexing games from Sunday to Thursday. Correct. How in the f can you do that? I'm a again that same little girl. I bought her a a, a, a ticket to go to a, see a Titans game on on uh, on a Sunday, and we're all set. We're going to spend the day together, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell that little girl. Abigail, her name's Abigail. Okay. We're, we're going to flex this. I'm sorry, the game has been flexed to Thursday, and you've got school on Friday, so you can't go. That, that's ridiculous. Yes, but Abigail, Jeff Bezos paid a billion dollars to, <laughs> to, Uncle, to Uncle Raj, and the games kind of stunk last year, so Amazon wants to be happy. Fans first, baby. Fans first. Fans first. It's not a lie. Uh, if you believe it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, where was I? 
Pick 21. Things that we don't, the things that are coming up. Yeah. And the fact that we got. The sports calendar. That really we have the Grizzlies to look for. This is what happens. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses. Far be it from me to make an excuse. Have you ever known me to make an excuse? Absolutely not. No. But I was up really late last night. When there's a Grizzlies, I, I, when there's a Grizzlies uh, home game and I'm covering it, I, I stay up late and then I get up early. And so uh, I'm a little bit less focused sometimes in these circumstances. But that's not an excuse. Um, uh, so we do have the Grizzlies to look forward to for the next several months. Uh, we don't have John Martin to look forward to because he's ailing. Uh, Chris Harrington, as far as I know, hasn't caught the bug. Chris Harrington will be uh, talking to us at 10 o'clock. And then we, of course, have the normal array of all the things that we do need to get to. The Grizzlies did uh, get to home win. We're going to talk about this a little more in a minute. Home win 33 uh, last night. We'll give you a flavor of it because I like hearing I like hearing from my friend Eric Hasseltine. Here's Eric with home win number 33. An art to the right side for Jones. Jones for the trailer. Jackson. Jackson jams with two hands. So cold from the outside, hot from the inside. The Grizzlies have 18 points in the paint. Nine for 12 inside the three-point line. They got off to a nice start. It felt like this was going to be a laugher, honestly. I was hoping it would be. No John Morant. Mm-hmm. It felt like this was going to be a laugher. Instead, honestly, it wasn't a, It was an excruciating last minute, not because there was really any suspense. They just kept fouling. It just wouldn't freaking end. Uh, there may have been fewer people at the end to, in the actual stands when the streamers fell than in any of the prior 32 home wins. Jeff, it was the first time a back-to-back for fans, too. They had a streamer basically by the end for every fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has become a really fun thing. Here it is. Magic misses. Bain. Baseball pass to the left sideline. Kennard tees up a three. Pure as the driven snow. Luke Kennard buries the left sideline three. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Kennard with his second triple. Eight points already off the bench in a 32-15 Grizzly lead. It appears that that it appears that Eric has settled on pure as a driven snow mm-hmm. as Luke Kennard's personal mm-hmm. three-point. Because he didn't say bring it up and put three on the board, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, he said that yeah. and pure as driven Correct. snow. How do you feel about pure as driven snow? And if he rattles one in, is he going to say pure as driven snow? Or is he only no, I think it, it has to be that pure switch. It has to be pure yes. as driven snow. Um, it's become really fun. Like, there is a... Uh, there is, he had, he, listen, he had made 9 of 10 in his last home appearance. And he made his first four in this home appearance. Um, Desmond Bain said... And his miss was, like, halfway down. Yeah. It, it, Desmond Bain said... They were talking about how the space is created. Now you got these two guys on the, on the court together. He said, well, it helps when you have someone who makes every three-pointer. Just about. <laughs> it's, just, it's just ridiculous. And so there is, every time he gets the ball in position to shoot, there is this now, this roar of anticipation... It's really Pete and Brevin mentioned that on the broadcast. Like Brevin pointed out that it was it was actually after the miss, and he's like, Pete, you can just hear it in your voice. Like you're expecting everything to go in. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, oh, here's Santi Aldama with a very impressive putback. 
Kennard from in between the circles, comes to the right wing, pump fakes, gives right corner Aldama. He'll drive baseline, hang, and a reverse layup, no good. Ooh. He follows up his own miss with a two-handed jam. Santi Aldama staying right with it, now has seven in the basketball game. One of the reasons I like playing highlights is I like to see which highlights get the spontaneous exclamation mm -hmm. from Elliot Perry. That one would have been a very impressive uh, reverse layup yes. from Santi, but he happened to miss it. And so it turned into an even more impressive, mm -hmm. just from how quickly he got back up, put back, dunk. Oh, here's that noise again. Jones drives, finds Kennard. Right sideline three is good again. Luke Kennard, four of four from three-point range here in the first half tonight with 14 points. Right. He's now 14 for his last 15 inside the building. <laughs> I, I want I want you to, to this time, I, I want, when we play together, I want people to listen to it and hear when the no, that the noise starts. It's like a quarterback who's anticipating his Correct. receiver. He throws it before he, throws he makes open, the Jeff. cut. Yes. He throws him up. The noise starts. It may start before Luke gets the ball. It certainly starts before he releases it. Here it is. Jones drives, finds Kennard. Right sideline three is good again. Luke Kennard, four of four from three-point range here in the first half tonight with 14 points. He's now 14 for his last 15 inside the building. That good? Yeah, but then he missed one. Then he missed one. How, how, how soon it ended. Let me ask you this. Are we going to look back at this Luke Kennard thing as, boy, that was a fun few weeks? Uh, and are we going to see him exposed and dragged through the mud in the playoffs? Or is he going to become a, a, a folk hero? The, I mean, don't you think this solely well, depends on, like, does he hit these threes in the playoffs? His, well, yes. I don't think he has to hit. Yeah, what I mean, I'm hit? not saying he's hit he's 14 hit or 15 62%, yet. I think it is, over his last eight games yes. of, from three. I think that's what you tweeted last night. It's just absurd. Well, I, th I, think, I think I tweeted it before he before missed the miss. it. So I, I, you know me, I'm just always doing math. I'm just always mm. doing math. And a 62.5% from deep over his last eight You're games. You're always doing math it's so much that it's maths. Maths, mm. right, maths. Mm. I'm doing maths. Yeah. Um, uh, a Desmond Bain uh, operating uh, often as backup point guard last night. Back in that position, back in that role of backup point guard last night. Played the entire fourth quarter they honestly needed it because Grizzlies well he, he, here you're gonna hear here you're gonna hear, hear Bain uh, with a three to go up 77 to 55 yeah here we go let's listen to that one Wagner misses a right corner three Grizzlies get the rebound Bain drives pulls up left wing and buries the triple ring it up put three on the board for Desmond Bain his first three of the night everything else had come driving to the bucket he's got 13 points now and that should have been that. Yes. Instead, it became a tortured mess. And, uh, yeah, and, and then at the, in the last minute, Orlando was fouling like, uh, like it was a college game. game. Yeah. Like it was a college game. And, and sadly, uh, Des missed a couple. A couple rattled in and out. And uh, so that encouraged them to keep fouling. Still got to 31, got, though. And not only that, I think he was 12 or 14 from the line. Like, yeah. Uh, he, was, he was really good. Uh, critical in that fourth quarter. Oh, here's uh, we'll, we'll wind this up with Dylan. Right side feed Brooks. Three on the shot clock. Brooks hops in the lane. Fadeaway 12-footer. Got it. Dylan Brooks just put the icing on the cake as the Grizzlies go up by 12 with 111 remaining in the ball game. And a timeout taken by the Orlando Magic. 
So the Grizz win, the Grizz win, the Grizz win. Oh, did I mention, yes, did I mention that Drew Hill was going to be in here instead of John? Did I say that? Did I say that out loud or did I just say that in my head? I think I you said it in your head. Okay, but... yeah. Yeah, and Drew Hill's going to join us. Anyway, so uh, Grizzlies get their 33rd home win of the season. Uh, that is a franchise high, and they still have three games to go tonight against the Clippers, another game against the Clippers, and then a game against Portland. It seems reasonable to think that they'll get to 35 anyway, right? Yes, I think so. I mean, they're they're going to be favored in every they'll game. They'll be favored all of them. Yeah. Let's just say they get to 35. The idea that that you basically go to Grizzlies games knowing you will see a win? Correct. It's insanity. It makes buying tickets a lot easier. I mean, they're really good. They're a really good team. But just like, and, and last night there was no jaw, obviously, and at the end became torturous, but it was still a show. Like the Luke stuff is a show, and Jaron uh, hitting three-pointers and blocking shots, particularly in the first quarter. He had uh, two emphatic, emphatic blocks at the rim, and it's just a hell of a lot of fun. It is just a hell of a lot of fun. And when you can, in addition to uh, – you know, you give you're giving them super grizz, and you're giving them all that. You know, the the atmosphere and the, and you're basically giving them a guaranteed win night. Beats the alternative. It's insanity. Some uh, some are calling it the greatest deal in town. I have not checked to see what the team low, like what what season provided the fewest home wins. Was it the Brony year? And uh, and uh, but. But, my God, 33 of them. 33 of them. And it was on the same day that the Grizzlies announced uh, when their uh, playoff tickets would be going to sale on sale, which is next Friday, by the way. Next Friday, playoff tickets will be going on sale. Uh, obviously, season ticket holders and whatnot get first crack. But anyway, so, so, uh, so the playoffs have been clinched. Best home record in franchise history. They have now... In 23 seasons, Jeffrey, in 23 seasons, 13 of them have been playoff seasons. Um, And in the last 13 seasons, 10 of them have been playoff seasons. Plus, you had the bubble play-in game. Is that what that was? What did they they do in the bubble? Did they do a play-in? What was that? So they Yes, they did a play-in with Portland. Right. For the eighth seed. Right. So, uh, and so not even counting that. Uh, ten of their last thirteen seasons have been playoff seasons. I would ask you, Jeffrey. In the last thirteen seasons, what franchises or how many franchises have been to the playoffs more than ten years? Now, mind you, I'm not counting wins in the playoffs. I'm not counting titles or deep runs. I'm just literally saying when the season ended. How many teams have had a better record than the Grizzlies of saying, "Okay, we are going to net you've worked, we've worked so we are now going to prevent present you a playoffs, uh, a foray into the playoffs." How many teams have done more than the Grizzlies? All right, so I'm going to say Miami. Miami has done as many as the Grizzlies. Okay, so they're even. Mm-hmm. All right, I will say. The Warriors 
although I'm not as confident the Golden on that. Golden State has not done as many as the Grizzlies. They're one behind. Yeah, because they had the year where they everybody got hurt. Grizzlies Warriors have not has had not have not as they've had more playoff games. They've had more championships. They have not had as many playoff seasons in the last thirteen as the Grizzlies. Boston maybe, but they had such that they had that such that you lull. nailed it. Boston is in fact the only team. Boston so is is the only team that has been to the playoffs more seasons in the past thirteen than the Memphis Take that for that. Grizzlies. And then you look at some of these freaking pathetic teams. I, I did this because Orlando was in town. So Charlotte has been in the last 13 seasons to the playoffs twice. They have not won a playoff series, and they have won three games in the playoffs. I mean, I, I actually think that's a – Decent reason why Michael Jordan is perhaps selling. <laughs> it's possible. Detroit oh has been to the playoffs twice in the last thirteen years. But what? Do you, guess how many like, how many playoff wins do you think for Detroit? Oh just victories, not not series. Just they've been twice. Wins. Yeah. Two. None. <laughs> they've been. I, I don't even mean to laugh. I, I I don't mean to laugh. That's freaking See, sad. But th- I think there's a clear distinction though between Detroit. In Charlotte, in the sense of, they did give you two titles in your lifetime. Like you know, oh no, listen, there's there's definitely. If I'll get to Orlando, like Orlando, I'm I'm just talking recent here, yeah. right? Orlando uh, has um, uh, where is what did I do with Orlando? No, I can't see Orlando, but Orlando obviously has been to the finals twice. They have not, you know, they have not done well. Uh, in the past 13 seasons, um, but they they have been to the playoffs twice. So yes, that absolutely you know counts more. How about how about this one? Minnesota. Minnesota has been twice in the past 13 seasons, but has not. Uh, they haven't won a series. Not won a series. And Sacramento, of course, has not been to the playoffs at all. In the past 13 seasons. So you look at some of these. Uh, you know you know who else really has not been to the playoffs like ever in the last 13 seasons? Phoenix. Yeah. Twice. They've only been twice in the past 13 seasons. Again, the Grizzlies 10 times. The Wizards five times. Sacramento zip. I said that. The Pelicans three. The the Knicks. Uh, one, of the, one of the Cadillac franchises in the NBA. Four times. Um, it's fantastic. And the Grizzlies, by the way, they have five series wins, and they have 36 playoff wins in the past uh, 13 years. It has been uh, it has been fabulous. And, and it's not like, you know, they moved a winning franchise here. Oh, my God, no. Well, here's the funny thing is, it's not like they moved a winning franchise here, and it's not like... With all due respect to the blessed name of Mike Heisley, mm-hmm. it, it's not like it's been one administration. It's not really like it's been two because it was the it was the, at first with the Robert Para, it was the whole Jason Levian era. Right. So it's not been, hey, they moved, they changed, they changed management, and all of a sudden everything was seamless. Right. It was felt poorly managed in some ways, at least from a basketball perspective, or erratically. 
It felt erratically managed from a basketball no, I, perspective. I think it's fair to say the, the roster itself felt mi- mismanaged. Uh, in the um, in in the in the in the early days, and here you go though. They've had, it's, it's really fantastic. And for this particular group to have done what they have done, um, it was less than three weeks ago that the Grizzlies were playing Golden State. That was a Thursday night game, so it was three weeks tomorrow. That the Grizzlies were playing Golden State. TNT was here. They had, at that point, had lost 13 of 20. They had lost Brandon Clark. They had lost Stephen Adams. And John Morant was off in Florida doing counseling and Reiki, and there was no timetable for his return. I don't, did we even know that he was in Florida at that point? I don't even know if he was. I don't think we, I don't think but we he was knew in that. Florida. Yes, I don't, but I don't think we knew that. Yeah. We just thought, we knew John Morant was just not there. And, and, and everyone who, in the world who had access to a keyboard or to a microphone mm-hmm. was blasting that team and explaining how they needed a take uh, bonanza. Uh, it was a it was a freaking take bonanza. How they n- needed more older players. Freaking DeMarcus Cousins was tweeting advice to them. This is what happens when you don't have real veterans on the team. <sighs> yeah. And and that's where we were. And before of course, that, that could have also been him positioning to, for a paycheck. Be a real veteran. And and before that uh, that game, Taylor Jenkins was asked, "How do you get through this?" And he said, "You can argue it sounded like cliche at the time." He said, "We get through it together. That's the only way we're going to get through this. Is we're going to get through this together." And damned if they haven't. Like, like I don't know where it's going to go, and I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, now that they're fine in the West or whatever else, but they're looking pretty fine in the West. But, um, but the way eh, things have helped, schedule has helped, obviously. Missing players from, other, from opponents has helped, obviously. But they have now won 12 straight at home. They have won seven straight. They've won 10 of their last 11 overall. They are firmly second place in the West. Now, three games ahead of Sacramento. They seem destined at this point to get the two seed. The distance, Jeff, the distance to one is the same as the distance to three. And you have, um, you know, and, and how do they do it? They, they did it, you know, Jaron. Like, Jaron has been absolutely immense here. Um, Desmond Bain, like, people will do whatever the hell they have to do. Xavier Tillman played, uh, he he had had, there was one game two years ago, I think, where he played more minutes than last night, but otherwise a career high in minutes, and he had career high in points, 20 points. Uh, You had, you know, Jaron's been doing what he's doing. Luke Kennard, front office being criticized too. I can't believe your wings suck so badly. And so here's Luke Kennard doing what. You didn't get better. Luke Luke Kennard, yeah, it looks like you, it looks like you got a little bit better. Uh, Luke Kennard doing what Luke Kennard does. Um, Tyus Jones stepping in and doing what he did. David Roddy freaking flying off the bench. Um, it, it may have sounded like cliche, but is 100% true. And so when Desmond Bain told me last night that this is the closest team he's ever been a part of, that same night, by the way, after they beat the Warriors, I talked to Desmond Bain, and he said, because there was all that noise going on. And he just said, I know who we have in this room. 
And he honestly didn't feel... You know how when a plane is going through turbulence, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And and there's some people like me who are like gripping it, right? Mm-hmm. And there's other people just totally. Well, there's just, some people asleep. And then yeah, asleep, just totally calm. Mm-hmm. We got this. I know. I know who the pilot is. I know who the plane is. I know what. This is stupid. It's just freaking turbulence. Yeah. It's nothing. That was like what Desmond Bain was on that night, and because he knew the people they had in the room. And um, and so it's really been impressive. It has really been impressive what they have done. Now, obviously, uh, last night was a challenge of a different sort than they'll face tonight when you'll get a, a much better team in the Clippers. No Paul George, though, right? Correct. Uh, and so uh, we'll see about that. Luke Kennard revenge game, although he played him already uh, in Los Angeles. Now he gets him at home twice. And I don't know, like, it's amazing to think of where we were three weeks ago. And to be clear, it wasn't, it it was the outside world that was being critical. A lot of people in the inside world were being very fretful, right? To, To be where we were three weeks ago and to be where this team is now. And let's be honest, as they went up seven to 77 to 55 last night, they just look like a team that's cooking. Correct. I mean, the biggest problem with, you know, even locally, like, yes, you're having to deal with the embarrassment of the Morant thing, but they also just, when you watch them play, you're like, they just don't look right. Right. Oh, no, they've and figured, that was they, the, they, like, it's been really just damn impressive how you can find yourself. It's easy when the whole world is telling you what's wrong with you. Sure. To start pointing fingers at each other or, like, coming apart. Leak to Shams about this guy, you know, whatever else. And we did have the Skirmishes one leak to Shams. In the locker room. I, by the way, I could have thrown that in there. We also had the Stephen Adams report about Stephen Adams telling, you know, holding a team meeting that then went disregarded, you know. And instead they've done what they've done. Just super, super, super impressive stuff. I've been telling you about uh, – Drew Hill's coming up next, by the way. I've been telling you uh, about uh, – although he texted me. Let's just see if he had uh, – oh, he's coming in. Drew, uh, Drew's, uh, Drew's going to actually be walking in here, so that's fun. Um, uh, Drew Hill coming up next on the Grizzlies, and then Chris Harrington. Um, but I've been telling you about joshhysaw.com and, and Josh Hysaw and his team at Keller Williams and some of the stuff they do. And I've been telling you about the, the uh, Your Price, Our Promise, right, where they, they, they'll get together with you and they'll set a – you put the house on the market, and if it doesn't sell at close for, for that price – if it doesn't sell at closing, they'll make up the difference. Well, here's one. Here's one. Here's another one. Ready? Now, you're selling your house. You get together with Josh Real, with Josh Heisaw and his team. You put the house on a market. He will sell it in 45 days or less. Or he will buy it and make the mortgage payments until it sells. He will buy it in 45 days. So... Again, like, see if someone, if you think that's a gimmick or something, see if someone else will do that for you. Um, we'll, 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 and right now, by the way, people are a little worried about interest rates are so high, how our house is going to sell, whatever. Well, you're going to come up with a price with Josh, fair price, price based on comps and everything else, put it on the market, and you don't have to sit there and worry, well, what happens if six months it doesn't sell? Because if it doesn't sell in 45 days, he will make the mortgage payments until it does. And by the way, if at any point you think, eh, you know what, 
eh, I don't feel like, I'm not feeling Josh today. You can fire him at any point by text if you want. Uh, it is joshhysaw.com. Check them out. They've got hundreds of five-star Google reviews. Phone number is 901-8147. Go ahead, call 901-461-8147 and start packing. If you need to stay on your home, there's only one thing to do. Call Josh, H-I-S-A-W. Go to joshhysaw.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Right side feed Brooks. Three on the shot clock. Brooks hops in the lane. Fadeaway 12-footer. Got it. Dylan Brooks just put the icing on the cake as the Grizzlies go up by 12 with 111 remaining in the ball game. And a timeout taken by the Orlando Magic. Tonight, the Memphis Grizzlies take on the Los Angeles Clippers. We'll have the pregame all day on 92.9. Grizzlies Network pregame at 6.30 with Jessica Benson. The tip at 7 o'clock with Eric Hasseltine live on 92.9. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's Grizzlies station. Did you know trading in your car at a dealer could cost you money? A recent study found consumers who trade in their car pay an average of $990 more. So don't trade in. Sell it to We Buy Any Car. Learn more and get your free online valuation now at webuyanycar.com. Find out how much your car's worth at webuyanycar.com. Are you looking for homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, business insurance? If so, this is Gary Parrish reminding you to get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance. That's Elizabeth Rook Insurance, a second-generation local agency that's been owned and operated since 1981. It is the home of the Erie Rate Lock. What's the Erie Rate Lock? It's a way to lock in your auto rates in depth. Definitely. So please get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance, 867-SAVE, 867-7283 on the web, rookinsurance.com. Hey everybody, this is Andrew Filipponi here bringing you the parlay of the day brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The Major League Baseball season opens tomorrow with a full slate of games. And here are some of the matchups I'll be paying attention to. The Braves are a massive favorite on the road against the Nationals. Washington lefty Patrick Corbin is a plus 205 underdog coming off a disastrous year, but the price is right. Garrett Cole gets the ball for the Yankees against the Giants as a minus 172 favorite. Lastly, one more underdog. The White Sox plus 136 against the defending champ Astros. Dylan ceases on the mound, Chicago's ace. That's it for the parlay of the day. Brought to you by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel app today and make every moment more with America's number one sports book. 21 plus and present in Tennessee. Bonus issued is normal drawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $100. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call T and Redline. 1-800-889-9789. There comes a time every spring and summer where you look outside in Memphis and everything is colorful and blooming. Well, the same thing happens at O'Call, and that time has arrived. The spring and summer merchandise is here, and the whole store is blooming with color. Stop on by and see for yourself. Maybe you're planning for a spring trip, a return to the golf course, or wedding and graduation season. 
or maybe you just want to celebrate the return of spring days, sunshine, and the playoffs. Whatever your inspiration, stop by and see your friends at O'Call. The whole place is blooming. Why have over 2 million people trusted their bath remodels to Bathfitter? When a normal day is anything but normal, we fit your schedule with our unique tub-over-tub process installed in just a day with no demolition. When high quality is the only quality that matters, we fit your standards. We've been remodeling baths for over 35 years, and every bath we install comes with a lifetime warranty. Get the bath you want in a day with quality that lasts a lifetime. Bathfitter, it just fits. Visit bathfitter.com to book your free consultation. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Natalia, solid dismount, but that little pause is a deduction. Top tumblers hope to stick the landing with Coach Jasmine. That aerial sequence still needs work. She needs more certified athletic trainers to find her balance. Focus. I'm going to need you for the all-around. Wait, who's spotting the vaults? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So you've got an oil change coming up. Consider STP conventional high mileage to save on motor oil for your everyday vehicle. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP oil filter for only $26.99. Do the complete job for the right price. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Matty Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Memphis store. While 2023 may no longer feel like the new year, there's no reason you can't create a new you thanks to New Balance shoes. Whether you're looking to be more active or just curious where the crossroads of style and function meet, we've got you covered at the New Balance Memphis store. It's why everyone from supermodels and celebrities to regular folks like you and me can be found wearing New Balance shoes. Come find a shoe that'll help define the new you at the New Balance Memphis store. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Well, it's Wednesday. It's here. Halls, we like to call it Wind Out Wednesday. It's new over at Bounty. Bounty on Broad, beautiful restaurant. I've been waiting to perfect time to pop in. I, I've been telling you, listen, you go for dinner, you can go for a drink. So go for a drink. Bar's beautiful. Gorgeous restaurant. Bar's beautiful. And now, Wednesdays, we got half-price wine, half-price bottles, half-price glasses. Go in and check them out. Get the fried oysters while you're there. And my uh, 
favorite, one of my favorite restaurants in the city and my absolute favorite place that I've ever eaten fried oysters in my entire life. Delicious. But you can go for the wine. Wine Down Wednesday. It is Bounty on Broad. 410-813-1410-813-12519. Broad Avenue. Join now by, no, not John Martin. John is sick. And so I've upgraded uh, Drew Hill from the Daily Mafian. Uh, and he was nice enough to pop right on in here. Drew, how are you? I'm good. I was. I wish John the best. I was actually hanging out with John over the weekend, well, so I'm surprised I, I, I'm not sick. You could be, yes, you could. But you would think by Wednesday you would have shown it, right? Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. So I'm when fine. you, oh, were you with John when he lost his $4,000? Yes. John had Kansas State. Can you he break it down? Was it a future or did he it just was a put, future. Okay. He did not okay. lose $4,000. Because, uh, yeah, my wife was asking me. I was like, he didn't I assume he had 4, a future. He had a win. If, he, if yes. Kansas State had gone to the Final Four, he would have won $4,000. $4, and you watched the Kansas State Florida Atlantic game with him. Yes, but he wasn't distraught because he did hedge very minorly. So he did not come out completely at all. He, he, so he, he hedged probably his principal. Like whatever he put down yeah. is probably what he hedged. Yeah. So, okay, what is it like watching a guy sitting there? You've probably done this before in other circumstances with someone who can win four grand. I was cheering for him, man. I, that's the other thing. It says something about you. What's your approach in that? Were you cheering for him or were you saying, I want to watch this man suffer, even inwardly? Were you no. saying, I want to watch this man suffer? No, John and I are friends. I was cheering for John. I, I even, uh, look, <laughs> I don't bet with John bets, but I put like 20 bucks on Kansas State and, uh, yeah, we were in there cheering, but John was very animated, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, which I didn't blame him one bit, you know, because he had that he had that chance. But, uh, you yeah, know, I was with John. He wasn't like it. It, it sucked clearly, but it, I, I don't think he was like. Well, John, I, this is true. John does well betting, yes, and he does. so if in the end you are ahead. Whether it's in your uh, Jeffrey, is this just true? If you're ahead in in your year or in life, the, you take the losses a little bit, don't you? Oh, like hundred you, percent. You, you know, like okay, it's fine. I lost. I didn't get this four thousand, but I'm up. Whatever it is, right? The, the best betters in the world, they hit like fifty five percent, right? I mean, if a guy hits sixty percent, he's probably a millionaire. Yeah. So you're gonna lose a lot. All right. It's, it's like a it's like a portfolio. Right, you know what exactly. I mean? Like in the end, you're just yeah, looking no, at the no, year I don't sit here today. I I actually am I'm reasonably close to when I might retire, and so I have a reasonable amount of money in the in the market. Let's see what it's doing today. Let's see what let's see what the market is doing today. Uh, you know, I've I've uh, I've saved my hard earned money in my 401k. Look at this. It's up. Uh, the S and P's up 0.85 percent. So I'll tell you this. I'm up more today than John lost on that day. You know, considerably. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sitting here cheering or booing. I think you make a good point, Jeffrey. Um, all right. Um, before I get to the before I get to the Grizzlies, I do want to ask you about the NCAA tournament. Is there a part of you that was relieved that the Alabama thing is over, that they lost and they're done, or did you just want them to march on the I wanted to go to the title? Final Four. I wanted to go personally to the Final Four. Speaking of futures, I had, a, I had them at 20 to 1. I had a flight bought to Houston. You had a flight bought to Houston. I used my points But isn't so there I could get a level back, of – there was no discomfort or distaste with, okay, let's go to the Final Four next year when we don't have this thing, when we don't have this – everyone's going to say, you didn't care? No, to be – 
perfectly honest, it's yeah. not that I didn't care. First of all, I think the details of the the actual night, and uh, there's been additional reporting on the videos and all all these things that have come out, and I've read everything obsessively. I know most people have probably just read a few things Mm -hmm. or listened to a few people talk about it. Um, And and I'll say this, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that Alabama shouldn't have suspended Brandon Miller or whatever. Like, they they should have. Um, But... I was by the end of it just so ready to move on like everybody just is continues to talk about it and eventually it was either going to end with them winning the championship or end with them losing whatever and it didn't impact the end result of the season like they were already on, on the way there and you're not like I had this conversation with John on his show you don't just stop cheering for your team like it just it's not what fans typically do like you know John and John said the same sort of thing. Like, you're not getting canceled for cheering for the university in which you graduated from. It's just you can be disappointed at the same time and then just continue to cheer for your university, which I think is what most people would do. And so that's the mindset that I, I, I think most would do. I do think you're going to cheer, broadly speaking. You're going to obviously continue being an Alabama fan in all things. I, I did I asked the question legitimately because I wondered if this year, this one year with this one bit of circumstances, and let's be honest, you care more about football than basketball. Most people in Alabama do. You might just say, I'm sick of hearing about this. Let's just have it go away. It was and the be, best and, season and have in certain, school history for basketball. It was the best season it was, in school It history. was also the worst season in school history for basketball. Yes, they on literally, the court. Literally, they had a dude who has been charged with murder on the team. Yes. And then they have another, and they had this other thing. Yeah. So best season on the court, and also right. completely all over the. Place. What do you, do you believe that part of Brandon Miller's struggle? Do you think it's just he he struggled in the tournament because he's a one and done, and he's a, that's what happens in the tournament. Oftentimes, young players struggle, or do you think there was any cumulative effect of the pressure? No, I think he just didn't I think he shoot just well didn't in the tournament. Well. I mean, he was too, what the, the day after all this. Oh no, came it's out, the he thing. Right after these was fantastic. So up until no, the tournament, I think he, he just, was magnificent. I think he just struggled. He I mean, got, he also got hurt. Look, Alabama shot three for twenty-seven in that game from three against San Diego State. Like you're just not winning games when you're taking twenty-seven threes and you're making only three of them. So, <sighs> all right, uh, there's a lot to get to you about about the Grizzlies, but I want to start by asking you because I think a lot of people who, if you subscribe to the Daily Memphian, and I hope you do, um, because it's a nonprofit journalism site that tries to fill in the gaps when so many journalists have been laid off and it's it's by Memphians for Memphians. It really is. All those things are true. Uh, but also there's great stuff. And um, and a lot of it is the kind of things you write about the Grizzlies and about NBA basketball. And, and honestly, if people want to know Ja, if they went back and read the series when you went to his hometown, I was reminded of this when everyone was trying to tell me that Ja was just pretending to be, you know, he's really like a privileged kid who's pretending to be whatever. And I remembered the stuff you wrote about Ja in that series. Again, there are people who've come from worse circumstances, but what, tell me the story, like where did they hang the banner? They, they have his number retired in his high school, right? Yeah. Where is the number retired? At least 20 feet above the door to the high school gym. Why? Ja said, because somebody would take it. Where I'm from, somebody would take it. 
Now, you know what? Like, And this... then when you were going to go there, when you were going to make the visit there, yes. what did Josh say to you? Be careful. Be careful where you go. Be careful who you talk to. And I look, I'll be honest, I appreciated that because I went down there with no expectations. I didn't know a thing about his hometown. And no, that, that's – I. I mentioned this on our podcast with Chris. Um, I went back and forth about writing a column about this for a very long time, actually, for like more than a week. And eventually I decided not to write it because it is – you don't want to make it seem as if like, you know, you're you're making excuses for a mistake that he made that he has owned up to, and I think he's made all the right steps so far to to make it right. And – I don't even enjoy talking about right. this because no, no, I'm just I, so I, ready I, I, to move I, 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 on from it. But honestly, uh, I think that I have a different perspective on Jaw than a lot of people because I've been a lot around him for a long time and because I, I went and saw what he grew up, where he grew up, um, and the people he grew up with. And, like, I just feel like there's been a lot of, like, false sort of narratives surrounding this entire thing about him being a privileged kid, and like I heard people mention on national TV that he went to a private school. Like that, a lot of that stuff was just not true. It never was true. I never wrote the column. Um, but, you know, when, you, when you're around the players as much as I'm around the players, and I'm not pretending like I'm best friends with the players, but you do see them as humans and not just headlines. And it felt like for a lot of national media, John Morant was just oh, a 100%. headline. 100%. He was just a headline. That's all he was. And, and that's, that's partly why, headline. and I can get to this in a minute, it's partly why I'm so impressed by what that whole group has done in the last three weeks because it was, it was something going through that. But in keeping with the, the kind of stories that I particularly appreciate, you have had some recently. I'm going to get to the current team in a minute, but some that I wanted to touch on. One, uh, you did this hilarious story where you talked to, so Stephen Adams, if you've watched the NCAA tournament, he's everywhere in the commercials with dudes sitting on his shoulders. Yes. And you talked to the one of the actors who was sitting on his shoulder. What's Who's it for? Who's this ad AT&T. for? AT&T. AT&T, right. AT&T. I should know that because Yeah, it's, it's on everywhere. every five yes, seconds. Right, every five tournament. seconds. Yeah. So how did you happen to talk to the actor? And did he say Stephen Adams was a complete a-hole? <laughs> no, he said of Stephen not. Adams. I'm joking, yes. He said it, it was funny. Um, I just messaged the guy. Honestly, he found my tweet. How did you even message? How did you find him to message him? He found my tweet of the, uh, like I tweeted out the screenshot of the commercial with uh-huh. him sitting on Steven's shoulder. And uh, he found my tweet and retweeted it. And so then I ended up messaging him and he messaged me back and we set up a time and we talked and he said, Did you have to hilarious. go through talent or something? You didn't have to go through nah, an agency? No, I just messaged really? the guy. Um He's kind of an actor. This was kind of like a big deal for him. He he kind of just takes these commercial jobs, and uh, he has an acting school out in Los Angeles um, where he teaches acting. And <laughs> it was just funny to hear him talk about Stephen Adams because he was like, Stephen was so nice, like so nice, where to the point where he'd be like, okay, do you need a water? Do you need me to go to <laughs> craft services and go get you a water? And and this guy, Eddie Ramos, was like, dude, you're the famous guy here. Like, you right. don't need to be asking us if we want waters. Like, you don't know how actors are supposed to yeah. act, man. You don't know how you're supposed to. You're supposed to go to your trailer and slam the door. Steven, Steven evidently thought that he was just, like, just right, there just as schmo, the player. Right. And he was supposed to 
cater to all to the, the actors, actors that were there. <laughs> They're like, no, dude, you're the star of the commercial here. And uh, but no, that was funny. And he said that a lot of actually those those AT and T commercials uh, is improv. And oh, really? Yeah. And Stephen Adams was hilarious, except for the fact that he has a very colorful vocabulary. Oh. And so it I led to a lot of laughing on set and retries, but they, they recorded it in the That was morning. a great piece. I think the, the uh-huh. actress that plays Lily directs a lot of them. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that was that was the other part of that story. Did he say that Stephen was limping? No. <laughs> Are we going to see Stephen back? I, I think there's a, there's a chance, We're but getting... I don't want to jump the gun on the reevaluation. We kind of did that the last time, so right. let's let's just wait and right, see we'll what the reevaluation. All right, another one that you did recently, yesterday, in fact, was about uh, McKinley Randolph, uh, Zach Randolph's daughter. I really enjoyed that. You talked to both of them. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I she's talked a five to both star them. high school senior now. Yes, I talked to the, the those two. In the middle of the Houston Rockets game last week on Friday, when As Luke, Luke was, was going all, off, hitting all the threes. Uh, did you miss? Did you miss the threes? I missed a couple of the Luke threes. I didn't miss the good. There'll parts. be more. Yeah, there will <laughs> be more. Um, but no, that Zach Randolph story was really fun to write. Um, because he was really into it, wasn't he? Like that's oh, what's so sweet about it is yes. how much he wanted to be talking about his daughter. You got that sense reading it? Yes. So he was just talking about how it's the best because. One, he, he likes being a dad, and his daughter is awesome at basketball, but he, he loves basketball. And to me, it was telling that he he said, like, her accomplishments to me are just as gratifying as my own accomplishments on the basketball court, in the NBA, whatever. Like, wa- watching her do this, to me, matters almost more than my own personal You career. will, uh, I presume, discover at some point what it's like to be a parent, and you will find out. That watching your kid do something that they love or are good at is the best. It's the best. And if to have a kid who's that good at like basketball, like I just loved, I loved watching Peter run cross country. And you know what happens in cross country? They take off and then they're gone. And then then they run. And then you walk down to try to see this one place in the field where they might see them again. And it's like, but it's just the best. I wish I could go watch. Well, I loved reading to my kid. That maybe was my favorite all-time thing. And then, but watching your kid do something they flourish at and are good is just the best. And so, but you could see that re- yeah. coming through his. So she's a five-star, his... and she plays for Sierra Canyon, which is the number one team in the country this year. And of course, there's the Kobe angle too. Yeah, uh, Kobe. She they moved to L.A. She wanted to play basketball. Zach called up Kobe Bryant. Kobe said, let's see how she fits. McKinley, same class as Gigi Bryant. They end up on the same team. Kobe's coaching them in the summer. Obviously, the tragedy happened with Kobe and Gigi. So now Zach feels particularly compelled to make sure that McKinley can reach all of her dreams here. She's got colleges lining up. She's got endorsement deals that companies calling her, wanting to do endorsement deals. Like, Yeah, she's, she's a big deal. All right, uh, and then you did a piece recently on Dylan. Um, well, you've done a, a few on Dylan. Uh, one of the things I remember is back when they played Utah in the playoffs, I think it was, you did this piece on him about being Dylan the villain. I remember talking to you about it off the air, like we just talked, as you know, whatever, because you were writing it. And he wasn't really embracing it. He was like, ah, nope. if they want to call me, whatever, they can call me whatever they call me. But he was, it was not a thing. 
Now it feels like, and I don't know when it switched, he's just embraced it. He said something along the lines of, after the Dallas game on Monday, he said something along the lines of, well, the media has given me this villain role, so now I might as well run with it, or something like that. Right. I'm paraphrasing there. Um, and it, it it did immediately make me think back to that that trip out to Utah because because you were kind of excited about writing, writing Dylan the villain, like whatever, and he was kind of pushing. That back, was when right? Dylan the villain was yeah, kind of getting getting started, get, right? Yeah, the, the the wheels were turning on Dylan the villain a little bit, and they were booing him every trip up right. and down the floor in Utah. Even back then. And um, and now it's just he has he has totally become the absolute heel. Like it was fun. <laughs> It was fun to watch him. He has become the absolute. Just hero. play it up, uh, you know, against all these teams like the the Golden State one. Both of the Golden State games, honestly, were theater. Like that was hilarious to watch him breathing in Steph Curry's face for no reason and chasing Steph Curry around after the whistle. And <sighs> Steph would come over and he'd talk to the officials and be like, he's fouling me. And Dylan would be like, well, it's an offensive foul. He's pushing me, whatever. <laughs> um, it was. It's just been really fun to watch. And, you know, but say then, what then, you then want you, about Dylan. Right, uh-huh. My friends that are not, that don't live here, that are not Grizz- Grizzlies fans, hate Dylan Brooks. They hate Dylan Brooks. Well, and some Memphis fans. I'm, right. I'm, I'm sure. But say what you want. The guy is entertaining. He is entertaining to watch because he likes playing that role and he does it so well. Um, he's and- highly entertaining to watch. I mean, he's frustrated when he's taking and missing shots. But here's the other thing you wrote about. He was like going on and on about how great the fans were the other day. And yeah. it was it was in one of your pieces. I noticed that. And it was how long ago that he was saying, I don't care if I ever play another game here. That was right before the trade deadline because we got booed. But this is the Dylan experience, baby. <laughs> the Dylan experience. When it's going good, it's going really good. When it's going bad, <laughs> it, it, you never know. And I'll say this too. Dylan is actually a nice person. <laughs> like, I love talk. Like uh, <laughs> if you're at, if you're willing to wait in the locker room till Dylan, the last till one. Dylan comes out. Yes. It's always worth your time, and I probably enjoy that conversation as much or more than I enjoy a conversation with any other player in the locker room. And he, like, when you're trying to ask him to, to talk or whatever, he is, he's nice. I don't know what he's like away from the, right. the arena. I don't know right, Dylan, right, Dylan like right. that. But, but to us, he's nice. And uh, it, it is also, like, he will stand in there and answer questions no matter what just happened in the game. If the right. Grizzlies just lost by 30... Dylan Brooks will stand in there and tell you how he feels, and I got respect for that because most guys are sad right. and pouty, or, and or they'll slip whatever, out. Or they'll, they'll slip, slip out. out. Not Dylan. Dylan will stand in there. He'll tell you how he feels. He'll say, "We suck today. We got to be better than that." And I think people right, should, so, should appreciate uh, that. What have you witnessed in the last three weeks? Where where do you where do you think this team is, and what do you uh, what do you think is possible? They might just be fine in the West. I don't right. know. <laughs> um, I think that this team has it going right now, but the schedule has been light, so I'm trying not to get over exuberant. Yeah, over exuberant here. I, I think ten of eleven. They're finish, ten of eleven. I think they're going to finish second in the West at this point. I mean that that's looking really okay. good. Uh, and is, there, is there a team you? I know we. This is the this is the cliche question. Mm-hmm. Is there a team you want to face and a team you don't want to face? Mostly for you. 
given that you cover them, this is about travel, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. Uh, for both a travel and a Grizzlies uh, chance of victory uh-huh. perspective, I think New Orleans is the team that I would want. Who is it to today, Jeffrey? Where are we? If, if the season ended today, uh, obviously Golden State defeated uh, the Pelicans last night. If the season ended today, yesterday it was Golden State and the Pelicans. It was the winner of that, I think, of those two. It is now Minnesota would be hosting New Orleans. Yeah. I'd be happy with that, right? Yeah. Because I don't want to play Minnesota right now. I'm fine with either of those. The team I don't want the Grizzlies playing is the Lakers. Because? They got dudes. Like, they got two scary dudes. Two guys that can take over a series. And you don't, I don't, I don't think that they want. So you'd you'd prefer for, for not I, I, not leaving aside all the noise, all the subplots, all the travel. Literally, just who is more likely to win? That's all we're focused on. Yeah, you would rather they play the Warriors than the Lakers. I think so. Right now, I think so. 